Do you think I should unplug, um, because I have an HDMI cable connected to my laptop to my TV. I just don't know if you're catching your audio by any chance. Uh, the audio from my side isn't going through. Uh, just for the record, I am recording right now. But, gotcha. uh, the record audio from my side on your end, I don't hear anything. Okay. So, if I do hear something, I will just let you know. Sounds good, man. Okay, so I guess we are actually really doing this podcasting. Holy crap. All right. So I guess this is the pilot episode of the podcast. I haven't even came, come up with a name yet. Um, <laughs> one has been flying. One, uh, I did get one that was kind of flying around. And I'll, I'll probably just reveal that probably at the end by the time we're done. I don't even know how long these things are supposed to go. So anyways, I think this would be the time to introduce yourself to the listeners out there if you know to all the listeners out there good thing uh my name is logan reposo i'm a professional actor boston based um i cosplay for fun i do a lot of acting on film wise um your average nerd likes to have fun okay that sounds good okay welcome to the show i'm glad to have you here so you mentioned that you were a cosplayer and you were an actor. It's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that you're from Boston, because I, too, am also awesome from Boston. You know, uh, just trying to... I wanted to reach out to everyone in the Boston area just to let them know that if they ever wanted to talk about something that they were working on or something that, like, that could use a platform, that this would be the platform to do so. So, um, with all podcasts, I'll see if I can't get this on Spotify, SoundCloud, and all other listening platforms. So... Uh, let's talk about some of the projects that you've been getting yourself involved in. So you had mentioned that you were an actor. So what what acting projects have you got yourself into? Oh man, um, I've done a lot of projects. Um, at the moment, I mean, I'm at 215 total credits as an actor. Um, a lot of people know me from Power Rangers Unworthy. Where I play the Chrono Ranger. That probably would be the role that many people will recognize me from. Um, I've also done a lot of small projects, too, on the other side, too, and I'm starting to get my way in, like, the fan series universes and go in some other worlds as well. Okay. So, for those who don't know, what is a credit when it comes to an actor? Um, a credit would basically be, like, so, um, once a project, whether it be home commercial, is done, and sometimes they'll have an end credit where it's, like, um, I'll use me as an example, Logan Raposo was Barry a sporting character they'll list you there but they also can list you on titles like dvd covers they can just list you in like pulse and everything essentially it basically means like you were a part of this film you had a part in it whether it was a speaking role a main part etc etc okay so have there ever been any projects in your time as an actor where you were involved but you didn't get the credit for i mean definitely um usually like I always just make sure I make notes of um I'm, I'm very like um like the word I'm looking for here like I try to keep track of everything I do right I feel like that's very important for actors is um make notes for your resume it's like okay I did this I did that or you can add on to it um I've always gotten credits um no matter what um unless a project doesn't get finished and kind of don't get a credit. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so it would be safe to assume that you've had been involved in projects that were never finished. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> okay, we're we're okay. So uh, let's why don't we talk about some of those? Um, if if it's safe to talk about. Oh yeah, no, I mean I. Dude, it's been like two or three years. I, I doubt these things are coming off the ground at this point. <laughs> okay, then let's dive right into it. Let's talk about some of those unfinished projects. So, um, let's talk about the one that you really like found yourself getting involved with the most, like engaged with, like the the storyline, the plot, and your character. So, let's uh, w- let's just talk about one, for example. Sure. Um, let's see which one that I really like. Like I was in love with. I'll use this one as an example, even though like I did get footage from it, but it's still not finished because they decided to go a completely different route with it. That makes sense. Okay. But still continuing, but like my character kind of got cut. Still gave me the footage. They were like, here, you did a good job. <laughs> um, it was um, a Spider-Man fan series. Um, I was Green Goblin in that one, and... It really had to put a lot of work into this character because it was such a different take on what the character like originally was. I had to do like movement classes with the director. I had to learn like different languages. Um, I had to learn Latin. He was like a demon in this version, so it was like it's a lot of work that went into it. And we had like fourteen-hour days six hours of makeup and then they just decided to go a different route it may still they said they would consider me they're thinking about bringing the character back in their new series but it's just kind of like like oh man it's like a real kick in the gut yeah i can i, I can imagine like you know you get you getting you get your day together you know you got you got that call it's like yeah you're the green goblin and then you you know you basically nail the part and they're like yeah. duh no, we're not going to use the part. Like I, I, I can, I can kind of feel that frustration sometimes, um, especially when it comes like last minute. Now, you said that they gave you the footage for it. Is it? Is that? Um, I know there's something that like, I think it's called an actor's reel. I could be wrong about that term. Um, oh, you're right. That is a term. Demo reel could be a thing too. Like a demo, demo reel. So how do you how do you go about uh, using a reel? to expand your resume oh resume is nice obviously because like you can list everything you've done and i mean if someone's never see if you go into an audition obviously your resume is great because it'll just show you all your credits and everything but if you're like really like just emailing someone to like try to get their attention reels do a great job of that like reels will show like hey not just like talking a big game i can back it up this okay so is it is it um you think it's like one of those things that an actor should have in their belt at all times? Absolutely, hundred percent. Okay. 100%. All right. So like, is there is there an easy way to make an actor real? Do you, would you have someone do it for you, or would you be able to do it yourself? It depends. There's multiple ways um you can do it. You can have someone do it for you. It is a bit pricey. Um, I've seen. Some reels go up to about in the thousands, um, maybe like a thousand dollars. Like it depends if you have to like film multiple clips and then mm-hmm. edit it. Just a pain in the butt. I mean, you can totally do it on your own. You would just need. I always tell um, aspiring actors, um, do monologues instead. Like in the place of doing a scene, if you can't get someone to like shoot a scene with you, okay, monologues are just as good. So someone say something else. I wanted to ask for you. 
Um, let's, uh, in terms of more of the acting stuff, or even if it applied to your cosplay um, as well, do you plan on seeking cosplay, more cosplay, uh, cosplay, actually, let me reword that. Do you think you'll be going more into cosplay seriously in the future? So that's an interesting question because there is a part of me that like wants to use like both cosplay and acting um joined in a sense like as like the career it's like a I, I, the one thing I like about cosplaying is is I've gotten roles sometimes just by posting that like hey here's me as this character Matching their pose, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and people like reach out and they'll be like, "Hey, so you had this cosplay? Um, would you be interested in like reading this script or checking this out?" So, there's a part of me that wants to say yes, Sean Ray. I have to really like, I have to do soul searching on that because um, cosplay to me is kind of like my escape. I don't have to like be an actor and pretend. I can just myself and just be like my nerdy self free of like a persona that i bring out when i'm an actor i'm acting yeah you know it's, it's kind of it's kind of funny how you mentioned that when you put on a cosplay you're escaping from the persona that you're acting but putting on a cosplay of a different character is wouldn't that wouldn't you say that's somewhat like acting in that sort of sense or I don't know, it's just it's just it's just really interesting because like you you it like it's like you can bring out your nerdy self. You don't have to put on like this uh, professional persona when it comes to acting. You, you can you can relax. Like you, you best way I can describe it, Sean Way is um. So when I went to Anime Boston last year, I actually um was talking to my friend about this later on where um I met their friend group. A lot of different people I've never met who I'm actually a lot of them are friends with now. And she introduced me as this is Logan. He's a professional actor. He's won this award. He's been in these roles. And I'm like, in my head, I just, I didn't like it because it kind of made me seem like I was like up here or made, made it seem like that's how I would, how I perceive myself as when I don't want to be like that. I want to just be like, I want to be Logan. I'm in cosplay. Like in acting, yeah. If you want to like introduce me as that and like hype me up, sure. You know what I mean? Like, I'll definitely like I'll be appreciative of it. I'll still be humble, but I'll be like, yeah, like that's me. I can back it up if I need to. When it's cosplay, man, I just I just want to have fun. I just want to be Logan. I don't want to be actor. I just want to be the nerdy Logan. Okay. Well, then that leads me to my next question: Who is Logan? <laughs> he's an enigma i'll tell you that much <laughs> how do you not know who you are man this is like you, do you have a, do you have a terrible secret past you don't want to tell your friends or no it's <laughs> weird because um sean ray you know me um you know that i am lgbt i'm gothic you know what i mean like i'm kind of like a little bit like into my own weird world where i like spooky things i like the like cryptids like all these things that aren't really perceived as like normal it's like a loaded statement because i feel like that's like a flawed statement too um i was never myself 
until about 2019 where I was just like, screw it. I'm tired of being this like false image of me. I want to be me. So that's when it's hard to answer like who was long because I'm I'm still learning like every day you know I mean like I'm much more aware of who I am but I'm still like processing and learning everything because I held myself back for my goodness I was thirteen years I held myself back so I mean like it's kind of like catching up now. Okay. I guess that's a that's a really interesting uh, answer that you provided. Uh, I also noticed that um, you had mentioned that you are LGBT, so I do want to put it out there. Um, and I'm not just doing this just for the clout, but I'm just doing this as something I truly believe in. And, and this is the hill I do want to die on: is that this podcast and any connections that I have with anybody, I would like to create myself as a safe space for those members of the LGBT. You know? Like yeah, like I want well. like you I want you to be as comfortable as you can around me. Like you don't have to worry about oh oh is he gonna like um out me to somebody or is he gonna like you know like make all these these jokes. Like you know um, growing like younger when I was younger, you know, I was I wasn't really too like. I guess I was a little. I guess, I guess you could say I was a little ignorant about how, like that that community had affected. But like, it's just kind of like when you learn more about it, it's just like a everyday, like it's just like it just feels like like an every another just part of the day. You know, like oh, this person just happens to be part of the LGBT. Like, there's no, there should be no stigma that comes with it. So, um, I mean, I don't have, I don't have anything that like I can show that I support that community, but I just want everyone to know that I actively support that community. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if it sounds like I'm trying too hard, but like, oh no, you, you definitely said exactly what needs to be said. And, you know, like speaking as someone who is a book community i appreciate that and i know others will as well that's that's the thing you can do okay good because I, wa- I want that i want that to be out there um what do you wish you had known 10 years ago or 13 years ago 13 years ago um so with me dressing the way i am now with me being myself outwardly instead of like it being private i wish <clears throat> to say because it wasn't it, let's be honest with ourselves here back then it wasn't as accepting um it was more like no matter what like you would you could be whatever and you would still be with like insults about being gay or any type of behavior that could be perceived as gay. So, I mean, I suppose I would say myself that I would just say a couple words and that would just be, it's okay. You know, it's okay who you want to be and it's okay to be who you need to be. Yeah, that's good. I think more people need to hear that it's okay. Because honestly, those are words I wish I had learned 10 years ago. 
that it was okay. But now that I know that, it is okay. Um, is there anything in like in your profession, in your line of work, that you might want to debunk? Want to debunk in my profession? Um, like, are there like myths that you might want to debunk? I wouldn't say debunk a myth. I want to say uh, there is something I did want to talk about because I feel like with everything going on right now, it definitely needs to be debunked. Not debunked, but um, brought up into the surface is um, I feel the acting industry 100% needs to go through a change. Um, there are many people who are underrepresented. I've missed it firsthand. I've heard things firsthand and I mean I'm absolutely gusted by some of the things that have happened and I'm very glad this movement is happening because it's giving people who have an are having an unfair disadvantage and now can be given an equal opportunity. Yeah. I think that would yeah, I think that's good. Um, that yeah, that was a it's, it's honestly kind of like a necessary change, you know. I feel like that with everything that's been going on, you know, and with uh, the quarantine that's been taking place, people have been able to take a look at how the structure is, and I, I also bring this up because. Like, for the first, for a change that should have happened a long time ago, uh, I don't know if you follow football that much, or if you follow football at all, but um, the Washington Redskins had finally decided to change their name and their logo to something more appropriate. I did see that, and I am hoping other teams as well who um, use um, indigenous logos and names to also that have those changes as well because there's no need for that there's no need for that even back then to be honest with ourselves yeah i hope i really hope that um world I, I do believe it's going to become a better place but i hope like the all allies as well like continue to make daily progress in becoming better everyone yeah what does your future hold like with every well even with within with everything taking place what do you think your future has in store for you do you yeah do you have like a five-year plan written down or do you have do you just roll with the roll with the punches i kind of roll with the punches um it's weird because um, when I started in 2016 professionally, I did say I made a list of this is what I want to accomplish as an actor, and I've I've done it all. I'm not saying that as like off like egotistical. I'm saying that in the fact that I legitimately <laughs> busted my ass to get here. I said I was going to do something, and I did it, and that's that was huge for me because I've. In the past, I used to be like one of those guys who would say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I never committed and followed through with it. So, I guess at this point, it's mostly just day by day. Um, with COVID, 
I don't really know what would be my plan. Um, obviously save money. Obviously consider moving to LA at some point. That would be a big goal of mine, but with LA being one of the huge hotspots right now, work is absolutely dead. It's a lot to consider. Say day by day. Do you have any uh, favorite uh, memories in acting at all? Um, there's some small ones. Um, there was one time, I, one of my first films I filmed in um, a director's aunt's house, and that was in 2016. That was like my first lead role I got that wasn't given to me. Like, I mean, like it wasn't like someone I knew who was like, "Hey, I'm doing this project. You want to audition?" And this is the one I I didn't know. Um, two years later, we filmed another film. We did it in that same house. So it was like kind of like em- like empathetic. It's like, well, I'm like, wow, it's like this is like some good memories right here. Um I think my favorite memory, um in twenty eighteen I won the Boston Fashion Awards Male Actor and Model of the Year. Um that to me is my biggest accomplishment. And for a guy who's only won one award in his entire life, and that was when he was five. That really cemented to me is I'm doing something good. Like it's not like I can say like, hey, I'm good at this. It's like I have an award. Some people voted for me to, to give me my art, my art, which was, again, emotional thinking about it. It's like the best feeling in the world. That's good. That's good. So what was it? So what was the um? So was uh the fashion award for? Um, uh, you said it was for um male model or best male actor, actor and model male of the actor year. and model of the year. So was um so was it tied to a specific category like, like a specific um, film it was or? I guess overall excellence in the field basically like. Looking the most, being the most consistent, going through all facets of the field and booking. Um, for the lineup, I was up against four other guys, mm-hmm. um, all phenomenal talents, and I was able to beat them that time, I would say. Like that year, I was, in their eyes, the best, like the voting committee. And I won't take away from those other actors because they are absolutely phenomenal what they do. Let's actually talk about you being cast as the Chrono Ranger. Now, you mentioned that you do a lot of fan series. Uh, that I guess that also includes the Marvel Universe. But let's talk about the Power Rangers universe. So, the Chrono Ranger. Who is the Chrono Ranger? Chrono Ranger is essentially a rogue ranger from the Power Rangers Unworthy universe. They're from a different Earth compared to, like, say, our Earth. Yes. Trying to use the multiverse in this series, where it's, like, different rangers from different universes. My character is essentially... They're original. They're the Mighty Morphin. So, like, the original Power Rangers. I'm... I believe I'm season... 
9 because Time Force is season 9. Right. Um and the Chrono Ranger, the Silver Time Force Ranger, who's essentially like if there's any DBZ fans who watch this series, I'm like Trunks. Traveling across different time planes, correcting future and past to make sure like everything's in line and right, like no alterations. Ooh. Okay. So how did you how did you come about this role? Because I just generally like a like a kid's dream to become a Power Ranger. So, wow, my story. <laughs> so you must have accomplished like one of the biggest dreams. Like, if you ever watched Power Rangers. So, um, okay, at the start, at the beginning. Oh so, yeah, absolutely. Take your time. Uh, auditioned for the TV show, Power Rangers Beast Warfers, which is um the latest season that just finished on Nickelodeon. I got to second callback, and during my second callback, I did. A more elaborate fight scene that was filmed professionally and well during that fight scene i pulled my entire leg muscle oh no so that obviously was a failure but not it um i didn't get the part and i was like okay that's fine um so there was a fan series in texas it was called jammingers they were like a musical power ranger team like they used the power of music that's like their superpowers a lot of sound-based attacks. Got okay. the part as the silver Power Ranger there. Well, Jamminger, they use that term. Um, there was a lot of creative diff- um, differences on our sides. Uh, many of them were not properly trained while I was. But that was kind of where a lot of our conflicts came from because I was trying to like say, hey, let me like show what I can do. So Because a lot of people were critiquing the show. They were saying how people don't know how to fight they don't know how to act and i'm and my character is kind of like the quiet one yeah like that was what i wanted to do because i was like i want you guys to be the heroes i don't want to be the hero i just want to be like the cool guy and they were like yeah that's what we wanted anyways i'm like cool um there were a lot of differences um i ended up leaving and the reason why i left was because i was friends with pink ranger of power Rangers unworthy and I would always ask her for tips about fight scenes. I'm like, does this work? Does this this work in this situation? She was always so kind to me. And apparently, um, this is a little spoiler for you guys. Um, I'm not the original Chrono Ranger. I was an actor before me. I ended up getting cut. Or, uh, I believe it was creative differences. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, but they reached out to me and they said, you know you're with this series, but we know you want out. No, you haven't signed a contract, so would you like to come to our series? And you'll be the Silver Power Ranger here. And I was like, yeah. But I did have one condition that I said. I was like, if I go, a friend of mine on Jammingers who's from Massachusetts has to come here. And this is history. Well, all right then. That is really exciting. So, with all the accomplishments that you have made as an actor i can only imagine the nightmares that might have come there were many, oh. <laughs> there were many. <laughs> any any uh nightmares you kind of feel like sharing any like uh do you think that some of the nightmares might have come with some lessons that you might want to share with some of the listeners out there yeah absolutely um i'll give you a nightmare with a former agent of mine 
Um, <clears throat> so for all you actors out there who are Boston based, um, Boston film market primarily like auditions that come in through casting agencies are primarily commercials and like print ads, maybe some like training videos. You don't see too many films come up here, mainly for like speaking roles, like major promotion, um, box office movies. Mm-hmm. So me and my agent, um, he's a great person. We always we just never clicked because I told her I'm like I'm a film actor. I'm not a commercial actor. Commercial acting, um, Sean Ray is like very over animated very over the top so if i'm like saying hey how's it going i gotta be like hey how's it going you know and i'm just like it was never my thing right because i always like to maintain my type of like kind of like the rebel kind of like the bad boy like that was my type i always said i don't fit these auditions and you never we booked a couple commercials. That was mainly because I just went and I, I, I basically was just like, I don't care anymore. And like how the universe works when you stop caring, you get them. So I was like, okay, great. I'm like, I'm like, well, there goes my theory of I'm not a commercial actor. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's one thing I've noticed is um, to all the actors listening is sure you communicate when you get interviewed for agents because you have to make sure like. It's not just that can they market you. It's like, are you going to be able to work with them? Because you fit into their plans, their agency, like what's around in your area. Like that's one thing you got to really think about because they do take um, 10% of your income. It's 10% monthly. So it does add up. Okay. So that's a that's a that's a really good lesson. So those are actually one of the questions before I I change the subject to because I know you mentioned cosplay. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have a dream role at all, or like if there was a role that you from like any movie that is already out or something that might be coming out in the future? I don't think that any movies coming happening because of COVID nineteen, but. Let's say, for example, there was a let's let's talk about a movie that was already out. If there was one role that you think you could have done a better job, which one would it be? Doesn't matter. Doesn't 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 matter what movie it is. Like, what what role do you think you could have seen yourself in, or you could have done better in? You know. I have to pick two if that's okay. That's I'll fine. That is fine. Um, the first one, which is very near and dear to my heart, was um, I'm not going to say I can do it better because I'm going to play his younger version. That's what I would want him to do. Um, it would be Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. I would have absolutely loved to be cast as young Aragorn in the TV show that's coming out. I don't think I think he's already been cast. I'm not even sure if he's going to be in there, but I'm I'm positive they probably cast someone. And a second one would be Vega, Street Fighter, like the '90s movie, it's because I didn't really like the actor who played him. Um, I don't think he even said a single word, and it's kind of what makes Vega cool because he's like a cocky villain. And I actually did some research. To see how like height and weight, like from the characteristics, he's actually my height and about twenty pounds bigger than me. 
I was like, oh, I definitely want to play you now in a fan series or something. Those would be my two. Okay. Yeah, I could. You know, you. I, I think. Uh, I think Vega would be kind of a perfect role for you. So, like, if there's ever, ever a Street Fighter series that uh, that comes out, I hope. I hope you do get that Vega role. I would love it, man. I mean, he's underrated, and I mean, like, I, I feel like I don't like to play the lead. I'm not really as a good guy hero. Like, I think it's mainly because of my height. Yeah. Because when you see someone who's like six three or six four, it's hard to like picture them as like weaker or like they have to work harder like usually the taller guy is kind of like the antagonist the bully you know what i mean so when i i mean i've gotten when i cosplayed as vega last year a lot of people were like i don't see many vegas and i was like that's kind of why i did it because how many people cosplay as him and i mean i just always loved him he's my main in street fighter the video games (laughs) (laughs) yeah he was a lot uh, yeah i remember the first time i was playing what was it super street fighter 2 like the it was that was the one I think where I think Cammy was introduced mm, for the yep. Super for the Super Nintendo. I still have that cartridge somewhere, and I remember coming across Vega, and there was like there was I think there was like one of those like weird rumors where you could climb onto the fence as Vega like on his stage, like mm-hmm. you, like if you remember like when like you you start the match, like the the fence comes down, and. We, I would always try like twenty, like give like at least an hour's worth of time to like get that combination to like, climbing onto the fence because like I know he's done. It. Like I watched the um the movie, and I watched the TV series, which was like poorly done, but in both of those series, I believe he's he like he's actually climbed the wall. He's actually done all the things. Like why give him a set of claws if he's not gonna you know right. use his uh surrounding areas to his advantage. I've always loved when I uh, played against my best friend. He he could never beat me if I picked Vega. Because I would always just... I love his dodging abilities. Like, you can throw a Hadouken, you can throw your Shuriken. I'm going to dodge it just by doing backflips and slides. And he would just be, like, screaming at the TV screen. And yeah, I'd be like, his, <laughs> yeah, no, he's a very athletic fighter. Like, yeah, that's what I loved about him so much. Like, he, he, like his, his movement was just something else. But let's uh, enough about uh, enough about actually speaking of cosplay. Actually, I think this will actually be the perfect time to transition into that. I know you said you mentioned um, you cosplayed as Vega because that he's not as popular a character as Ryu or Chun Li or even Cammy for that matter. Um, what got you into the cosplay scene? Um, so um, when I was my sophomore year of college which seems like eons ago <laughs> um i end up getting uh really sick i was in the hospital for like a year in and out um i developed a lifelong condition in my like um gut system so i ended up beating it and everything and i got my health back to normal but kind of made me think like oh you know i haven't been my authentic self so in 2015 i started just going around my college Dressed up as like characters, I did like Ash Ketchum, Johnny Bravo. Um, I did Goku on my last day of college. Um, just did it, and I, it was kind of before I realized what cosplay was. Is I think I only went to one convention. I didn't know like what cosplay was. I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna buy this 
cheap little like forty dollar like costume that's like, like super baggy and <laughs> I'm just gonna run around my college and that's what I did. Ah uh, yes, I remember everyone's I remember my first cosplay. I remember um I actually tried to cosplay the Black Ranger, but like the it was it was about like the size of like my like my old pajamas and when I ordered it offline, like off the internet, and it came in, and it was just like too short, and like I, I was like super excited because like you know the Mastodon was like my favorite ranger, and like the pants ripped, and I was super mad. <laughs> <laughs> we shared that in common. Zach was my favorite ranger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I lo- I loved him. He was great. He was great. Um, what was your first convention? Uh, my first convention was actually Boston Comic Con twenty fifteen. That's uh, I think they changed the name of that. Is like, was that yeah, fa- fan, fan, fan Expo? Comic-Con. Yes. Yeah, it was Boston Comic Con back then. Oh man, I, I remember it's fan. Smaller. I remember really? Boston Comic Con. Yeah, I I remember because um, I think what was it? Uh, I know Stan Lee before he passed. I know he visited Boston a couple of times, and every time he was in the area because he was just like a like a, a godsend. Um, I never got to, I never got to meet him, but I know I was heard like nothing but good things about him. May he rest in peace. Um, like one of my friends like got to like stand next to him, and she had never felt better about like anything that happened that month because she got to stand next to Stanley. Like that that that's, that's how powerful he was. Like he was just like a good person all around. He was an absolute gem, man. You know, um, I says so, you know, and all that, because you don't get many people like him. No, Generally, you, you really don't. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, what else was I going to ask? Um, is there any, any anything, because I know it's 1140, and I know we've been recording for at least a bit. So do you think there's, uh, do you think there's anything else that you might want to add to... Uh, the the conversation before I say we could wrap it up maybe about five minutes from now. Um, I definitely wanted to hop on here, man, just to give like advice to young actors. So I mean, if there's any way I can do that, I think that'd be good, just like for me to close it off. Yeah, really absolutely. Help. Yeah, no. Um, advice is always it's always helpful. It just makes I think it just makes the people who are looking to get into acting like. A lot more prepared because someone had already done it. So Absolutely. by listening to someone who was already there, you know, they they can at least know what to expect. So what I can do for you is um, I can leave all of your links in the description for this particular episode, which actually. Um, I'm actually going to call this episode "Keeping It 1000." Dig it. Keep it one. It. Keep it 1000 with Ramex 1000. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> I, have to, I have to give a huge shout out to True Era Entertainment um, for that name because well, I remember I was doing a photo shoot with them and I was given I was giving them a ride home and. He was like he was talking about a, a fashion show that he did uh, with Jam in ninety four five, uh, with Ramiro and Pebbles, and 
I told him about some things that like I think could have used a little work, and he was like, you know, I appreciate your honesty. Uh, you always keep it 100. And then <laughs> the other guy, um, his name is Heavy. The other guy, so he was like, oh, you know, his name is Ring was 1000. So, you know, he keeps the 1000. And <laughs> we just like laughed for like five minutes. And that's why I think that's why I'm going to go with that name. So, well, <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty, well, I, felt, uh, I felt pretty good. And he was like, you know, one of these days you're going to use that phrase. And I, th- I, fi- I just realized this is the time I'm going to be using that phrase. It's destiny, man. It's straight up yeah, destiny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how things just like kind of come into play. So what I will do for everyone out there is I'll leave in the descriptions below. Um, I will leave a link to your acting reel. I will also leave a link to Power Rangers Unworthy because I did watch that show. You know, the weird thing is about Power Rangers Unworthy, um, I, I was watching your uh, your first appearance. I think mm-hmm. it, I think it was episode three. Actually, no, 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 it wasn't episode three. It was episode two, but like it got more explanation in episode three. And there were some spoilers. I'm not going to go bring it up. But I think you had one of your lines. You were actually talking about how you wanted your best friend to come from the... I can't, I can't believe that's even a word. Jammingers. And sure. like, I, like how, I like how that line was perfectly analyzed because you were talking about how like there was those creative differences with the jammingers and when you had migrated over to unworthy like that reference i just i just put the two together and i was like wow <laughs> but um if, there, there's a there are a lot of references and i cannot wait until episode four comes up because like i'm left on the edge of my seat oh it's gonna be great dude i've already gotten some insight about what's to come I'll give you another quick reference before we um, call it. Um, if you remember when I talked to uh, Rocky, the Red Ranger, I said, no Red Ranger, and then I look up and say, clearly. <laughs> I, <laughs> when I saw that, I laughed so hard at the director because it said to him, it's just like, you know how many people have messaged me saying I should have been the Red Ranger on the other series? And they were, and he was like, good. Use the, use the inspiration and the anger in this. I'm like, got it. I'm like, that was <laughs> Oh my god, wow. That is hilarious. I see you as either the Red Ranger or like an extra ranger. I end up getting the extra ranger and I'm so thankful for it because, I mean, he's the coolest thing to me, dude. Hey, who knows? Maybe maybe one day. It's the coolest freaking thing as a Power Ranger. When I literally get to say like, shit and fuck, I was like, oh, this is great. (laughs) Hey, who knows? Maybe one day you'll be a... A pearl ranger, but I think you you've done you're doing a great job as the silver the silver ranger in that storyline. So I hope everyone gets to be able to see your your um you in your prime because I think I think that was just meant to be you being a power ranger. So yeah. I think I now will be the time for me to wrap it up. Um, I do appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Um, means a lot to me since you are the first person uh, to set something Absolutely up. Absolutely, you know. Um, and if you ever have anything else you always want to talk about, we can always set something up at a different time. I know we'll just love to sit down with you one day. We can just chat about it. Oh yeah, man! I'm totally down for that. So anything else? Um, so. 
Um, I just want to thank everyone out there who had the chance to listen. You know, uh, I'm Remix1000, um, and I'm here with Logan Raposo. So, like I said before, all of his information will be in the description below. Acting real, Power Rangers Unworthy, his, all of his handles. Um, that way, if you have any questions or if you ever wanted to hire him, I truly recommend working with him. And with that note, have a good night. Have a good night, guys. And thank you again, Ray. Appreciate of course, you, of course.